Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. Our presentation will begin shortly. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. And now, on with the show. One, two, three, four. Welcome to episode 102 of the ABC GCI Coffee Break podcast. My name is Allison Jackson, joined by Mike Maloney. Um, this week we're sponsored by, well, this month we're sponsored by Kojo. Um, and our lightning round sponsor is School Construction Institute. Mike, tell us a little bit about our sponsors this month. Uh, this week, uh, our guest is going to be Ryan Geis from Kojo. So we're uh, happy to have him on. But for those who don't know, Kojo is an all-in-one system for contractors to handle all their material inventory needs. And it is their mission to make it faster, easier, and more sustainable to build the world around us. Uh, Ryan will go into the seven steps of receiving product. It was a great conversation. Um, it was nice just getting to know him a little bit, and we'll hear from him. And we're also sponsored, Lightning Round, sponsored by the Gould Construction Institute. Uh, Alice and I are lucky to be working for Gould Construction Institute. Mm-hmm. Got my, my read here. Uh, been on since 1983, and they are the education and training affiliate for the ABC Massachusetts. And they also are powerful allies with building mass careers. And GCI can handle all your skilled trades, training as well as non-licensed trades, safety, first aid, anything related to training we can do for you. So we're happy to have GCI as our lightning round and Kojo as a presenting sponsor. And uh, in this week's Stump the Squad, let's see if I can see my screen here for a second. You can see I'm in my winter wonderland of my house here at Christmas time. Uh, I'm proud to announce that I did build these shells on the side of my fireplace. From the Amazon package that was delivered with the nope, instructions and the pieces? I cut the wood down myself, milled it out of raw wood. I did not. I bought Cut down wood. from your trees outside. I did build those <laughs> shells. Not from a kit. I built them myself. Impressive. And they're still standing, if you can believe. I thought for sure day one would be for now on the ground. But uh, we need we need some shells on the side of the fireplace, so we did that. So uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, everybody out there. This week's stump the squad. I had to dig deep because every time I try to stump Alice, I can't do it. But this week, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna do it. And this week's theme is going to be quotes from Christmas movies. I'll give you the quote. You tell me what movie it's from. Okay. Uh, the first one. Uh, is going to be. I can't make it. Don't make it too hard, right? Going to make something. I'm thinking of. The first one is going to be. The quote is: "A toy is never truly happy until it is loved by a child." The Island of Misfit Toys. One nothing. Let's see what else. One nothing. All right, maybe that. Maybe I made it too easy. I, I think I made it tough, but I think I made it. Uh, we'll get tougher. I gotta. We we'll have to dig deeper now. Tougher. We'll see. We'll see. I'm waiting. Um, here's a good one. Nobody's walking out on this fun old fashioned family Christmas. Is it National Lampoon? Uh, can you get the correct title of the movie, please? National Lampoon's um, Family Vacation. National Lampoon Christmas. So we'll give it to you. Christmas vacation, correct. Two, two nothing. All right. I'm making it too easy. I gotta gotta dig deeper. I now. just call it National Lampoon. I don't ever say the whole name out. That one's gonna be too easy. All right, here's a good one. This is a tough one. 
Mm-hmm. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Hmm. I got you. No, I can wait. Say it again. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? It's an, it's an older. It's an older. I'll give you. It's a cartoon. <laughs> What, like one of the old Scrooge ones? Is that your final answer? Give it to you one more time. Give it to you one more time. Give the quote. The quote is, isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? I got her. Yeah, is it the, the, um, what are they called? The past, the present, and the future. The ghosts of the past, the present, and the future. Is that your final answer? I need an answer. Well, you said cartoon. I was thinking it's a wonderful life at first. Yeah, I'll yeah. go with uh, this. What is the name of it? I've. It's like on the tip of a Christmas Carol. It is incorrect. It is a Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, you ever seen it? I've seen it. It's not my go-to. I like the more like um, like the old school, um, like the Franken Bass ones. You know the like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, where it's like a yep. puppet, and those like that. How the Island of Misfit Toys is. Uh, so this is uh, Charlie Brown Christmas is no longer on like cable television because Apple bought the rights to it, and it's only Apple. Plus or Apple TV. So All right. Well, oh, I do have Apple TV, but. Yep. All right. So it's uh, two to one. Question number four now is going to be, uh, there's a certain magic that comes with the very first snow. But when the very, for when the first snow is also a Christmas snow, well, something wonderful is bound to happen. Say it again. There's, there's a certain magic that comes with the very first snow. For when the first snow is also a Christmas snow, well, something wonderful is bound to happen. Is it a wonderful life? Final answer. Or is it that one? Not the year that is Santa Claus. The one that. The young Saint Nicholas, where he has like red hair and a beard. Give it to me one more time. This is hard. Sorry, for, sorry for everyone listening. There's a certain magic that comes with the very first snow. For when the first snow is also a Christmas snow, well, something wonderful is bound to happen. Need, need an answer. Need an answer. I don't know. Miracle on 34th Street. A great guess, but it's going to be Frosty the Snowman. Oh, yeah. That's Frosty saying that, isn't it? Oh, no. Who said that? I have to catch up on my movies. Yeah, I got to find I, 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 I can't see that one. That's a two. Wonderful. No, no, because they were saying it because the Christmas snow... Made in the magic in the hat made frosty. So somebody said that before frosty was created. 
All right, here we go. Number five. You need this one. It's tied two to two tonight. We're doing five here. So you need this one to win. Just remember the true spirit of Christmas lies in your heart. Christmas version of Stump the Squad. Is it possible? Is it possible? I've stumped her. Say it again. Go back to that page. Just remember, the true spirit of Christmas lies in your heart. It sounds like something from the Grinch who stole Christmas. Final answer? Is that your mm -hmm. final Yes, for Stump the Squad. Is that it? Going with that? Yeah, I'm going to go with it. That is incorrect. That's the Polar Express. I've done it. I've stumped the squad for the first time ever. So I'll give you, I'll give you a bonus one. For the first time ever of never. twice. Oh, usually I get, I get, usually I get destroyed. That usually is I'm, true. I didn't get destroyed though. I I came up. No, I didn't destroy you. No, I'm, I'm, I'm taking a win's a win. And I didn't usually it's usually you beat me five nothing before a couple times. Yes, I have. So I think uh, I gave a hard fight, but congrats. But yeah, give me a bonus one. Bonus one is every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. Oh. Every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. I'll give you a hint. It's a little girl says it to his, her father. They're old movie. Very old. It's about a man that wishes he wasn't never born. Man that wishes he was never born. An angel trying to get his wings gives him that wish and shows him what his life would be if he was never born. And all the lives that he affected at the very end. Is that It's a Wonderful Life? Correct. Bonus question. All right. That's I'm, like, I'm, I had a, I had a TV in my room when I was really little. Like one of those really small, like not even like 12 by 12 with a VCR built in mounted in the corner. And when I would fall asleep on Christmas, I would fall asleep with the TV on. And I'd always like wake up in the middle of the night to the sound of like, the, there's like a really dramatic part where he's like running around in the snow and yep. he's like and like the music would get really loud and I would like wake up out of a dead sleep because <laughs> it would be so chaotic. That and movie then, is like three hours long, first of all. Yeah. It's in like the first two hours and fifteen minutes are all building up to like the last forty five minutes of him when he when the angel makes it so he's not born and all the lives that he touched and his brother, how his brother he wasn't there to save his brother as when he was a kid. Uh, I mean, real quick before we move on, but uh, favorite Christmas movie has got to be, you know, I'm, Wonderful Life was one of mine. What about you? Favorite, best Christmas movie? You said you're an elf person. So this was a poll, actually, this week on the GCI training yeah. email. And so if you're not on the training email, get on the training email. Those polls are so fun. Um, but we put a bunch of them out. Um, what, what was the one that I said won? I forget. Was it, but Was it Elf? Did Elf did win? Elf was second. Elf came in second. Um, my favorite Christmas movie, I mean, my go-to is always The Grinch, just because it's like, but like the Jim Carrey version. Um, it's just like a classic. It's just so good. But then 
I don't know. There's something about the year without a Santa Claus. It's very nostalgic. It's very um miser. Snow miser. I there it's really because of them. They're my favorite. I love the heat miser. I love the cold miser. Um it just brings you back to childhood. And then we have two boys in the house, little boys in the house. So like it's fun to like watch that stuff with them and kind of see them react to it. And I mean half the time they think the old stuff is like stupid because it's not yeah. you know shot in 4k like it yeah. is now, but <laughs> you know, um, I love it. And sometimes you can get them in a mood where we're drinking hot chocolate and they're enjoying it. But I don't know. There's something about those older movies with like the crazy puppets that like are kind of like glitching out at certain points. Like I love those ones. All right. So here we go. We are episode one two. We're moving right along. We've got uh, Ryan Geis from Kojo. Let's hear it from him. We are proud to welcome our presenting sponsor for the month of December here. This is Ryan Geis, the account executive from Kojo. Welcome to the podcast. Michael, thank you for having me. And I appreciate Ryan coming on because uh, we've been to a few events together and bumped into each other a bunch of times. And we keep saying we're going to be on, we're going to be on. And uh, you, Kojo was gracious enough to sponsor for the month be the presenting sponsor so we're very excited about that but to have you on as great as new member we're glad you're here so why don't you tell us a bit about yourself and what your yeah. company does yeah well thank you again michael for for having me and you should know this is actually my first podcast ever that i'm doing so uh <laughs> here we, we here we go um yeah so my uh my background is in construction so um you're right out of right out of college i went to the university of michigan studied uh civil engineering um, had the opportunity to work for uh, a local contractor in Massachusetts called, uh, well, everyone should know them, Consigli, um, and uh, kind of did the uh, the project management path, you know, when you're a project engineer uh, to assistant project manager to, you know, running some pretty complex uh, projects over there. Um, they uh, they really gave me like a, a ton of responsibility um, pretty, pretty early on, and I had a ton of like really great mentors. Um, and... Uh, and yeah, so um, you know, I was very passionate with uh, with just um, new technologies in in the industry, and I think like right now is such like an exciting time for the industry because uh, there are so many like very cool solutions um, that have like real world impacts to contractors that can save them time and uh, save them a, a ton of money. And while I was at Consiglio, I was um, was very passionate with pushing new technologies over there, at least, um, at least testing them out. Um, and, uh, got involved with a couple of, uh, data analytics pro projects over there. Um, and, uh, that actually, uh, um, led me to my next, uh, thing where I was able to work with, um, CFOs across, uh, a, a bunch of different contractors, uh, general contractors and specialty subcontractors. Um, and, uh, and while I was there, I ran into Kojo uh, we're actually called Agora Systems at the time, and uh, this was about two years ago, um, which uh, uh, the company was mainly focused on electrical contractors and streamlining, streamlining their procurement processes. That's crazy, but I, I had no idea that involves in the uh, construction world. University of Michigan, so you're rooting for the University of Michigan right now. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I would like to say... Um, well, you know what? Um, this next game uh, is going to be a, 
it's going to be awesome. Um, somehow Alabama snuck in and uh, we get Alabama in the Rose Bowl, which is a historic game. So yeah. um, I'm uh, I'm super pumped. Awesome. All right. So uh, we got Ryan here with us today because he's going to talk to us about the seven steps of procurement. And this is one of the things that Gojo excels at and does a great job at. So he's going to talk about that. So we'll start at number seven and we'll make our way down to number one. So the number seven steps of procurement, I'm I'm dying to learn more about this. So I'm ready when you are. I can take it away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so actually, uh, so we we kind of went through this process just by working with our customers and um we identified these uh, these seven steps, um, which are uh, plan. So better planning your your materials that you need to purchase for your, your uh, different projects, uh, sourcing the material from you know different vendors, um, actually purchasing the material. So cutting purchase orders, uh, documenting that that PO within your accounting system, um, and uh, and getting it out the door, um, requesting. So a big thing that. Uh, uh, contractors, um, you know, everyone has their own different processes, but um, a lot of the time the field has to request additional materials. It doesn't matter, you know, how well you do in that estimating phase, no matter what, um, there's, a, there's a foreman in the field and he's either going directly to the vendors himself or he's sending in, you know, an email or a text message to somebody in the office to actually, you know, purchase the material or, you know, get quotes and uh, eventually purchase it. So requesting is a very critical step. And that's step number four. Um, step number five would be actually receiving in the field. Um, so, uh, you know, making sure that the the material that was actually ordered um, uh, actually received on the, was, was actually received on the job site. Um, and that, uh that uh, is a critical step um, that so many contractors just don't have a good process for because today what it looks like um, is uh, somebody in the field, a foreman, or maybe it's um, you know a first-year apprentice is actually doing the receiving, um, doesn't have the purchase order in front of him to receive against, um, and he's just holding on to a packing slip. And you know these packing slips uh, stack <laughs> up over time and. Yeah, people uh, people end up losing them. All right, and then what's number six? Number six is um, actually uh, approving the invoice, right? And so um, probably the most important step out of all because um, you contractors want to make sure, and you have to do this, um, that you're only paying for the materials that actually show up to the job site. And then number seven. Number seven is actually issuing the payment. So once you've approved your invoice, um, you know, actually cutting that check and and paying your uh, vendor for the the right material. Now the software now is it web based, app based, something they could put on the computer, their tablet, their iPhone. What is it? What are some ways that you put this in the hands of the people out in the field? Yeah, yeah. So uh, a good way to think about Kojo. Um, so we are a materials management platform. Um, it's uh, it's kind of a glorified way of saying that we are a purchasing platform um, um, that connects the fields uh, and your office. And a good way to think about this system is that um, it actually sits on top of your system of record or your accounting system. So it is that interactive system uh, that connects the field to your project managers or your centralized purchasing team um, directly to vendors so that all of these different um, you know, uh, people who are involved in procurement can communicate 
um, and and uh, validate that the material is actually showing up to the job site uh, without people needing to be in you know uh, your ERP essentially. Um, so uh, it's it's uh, to answer a question about um, is it web based or app based? Uh, it's actually both. So we do have a field app. Um, the field app is uh, basically like uh, Amazon for construction, right? So um, it allows the field to basically put together a list of materials and fire it off and track that request over um, over its life cycle, and then actually do the receiving the field um, so that uh, they can get packing slips um, and document critical delivery issues back to the office in real time. And you wonder how they... How did people do this type of stuff before Kojo was around? Was it just like you said, they received the paper, the foreman stuffed it in their glove box, right? And then yeah. when it comes time to do, you know, the foreman would go to the office once a week or once a month, he'd hand a stack of papers, right, to someone in the office and say, take care of it, right? And they had no idea what coming in, coming out, what was ordered. Um do 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 you have any like success stories of maybe someone that wasn't sure of the software but then now uses it and believes in it like like a religion almost right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so uh, what it looks like for the most part is uh, it's a lot of emails, uh, it's a lot of you know paper packing slips, uh, text messages, it's a lot of phone calls back and forth between the field and and purchasing, um, you know, if you have a centralized purchasing team or if it's, you know, the responsibility of a project manager. Um, so it's a lot of, um, you know, systems that are just not connected. Um, and it ends up being a ton of time that's just, you know, wasted on, you know, back and forth communication. Um, you know, a story I keep on hearing when I talk to contractors um, is uh, there's a disconnect between the, the field um, and their product knowledge or material knowledge, um, and also sometimes the the office, um, you know, and uh, that that leads to a lot of just back and forth communication between um, you know whoever's responsible for placing that order um, and the field. Um, and then if the wrong material is delivered to the job site, then you know you're you're left with material that you know either gets thrown away or it needs to go back to the warehouse for reuse, and it's you know, a ton of time handling that, uh, that material. So, um, you know, one big thing in a, a story that, um, you know, jumps out to me is uh, a contractor down in Phoenix, Arizona, and they had a, a small warehouse, um, you know, which, which ended up accumulating a lot of uh, uh, materials over time, right? Um, and I think they had like, uh, pretty close to like half a million dollars worth of material that they accumulated in their warehouse. Um, but the problem was that um, the fields, because they were on their own uh, job sites or their own islands, if you will, they had no idea what was in the, the warehouse, what was already purchased and readily, readily available. Um, so oftentimes they would just like go to their local supply house and purchase what they need, um, but they weren't actually using what um, what was already there in the warehouse that they could have used and actually saved a ton of money. Um, and with Kojo, we have a, we've got a warehouse module that actually provides transparency to the fields without them needing to actually go to the office or the warehouse. Wow. Um, so it's a huge game changer for contractors. Um, 
to number one, reduce the material spend and actually spend it more efficiently. Um, but then also, if you have excess materials in a warehouse, um, to enable your field teams to start using it. It's crazy. The um, do you, and do you think that what size companies do you think would benefit from using Kojo? I mean, is it the the mom and pop? You know, mom's in the office, she's a secretary, dad's the guy on the field, and you know, he's the guy that does everything or is it something maybe some much bigger company would, would benefit from. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it ends up being, um, it's funny with, uh, with all these contractors, big or small, um, the process for ordering material is it, pretty much the same. Um, so if you're a large contractor that does over, you know, maybe 250 million in revenue, um, chances are the the processes for somebody in the field to request, um, uh, the right material is, it looks like emails, it looks like text messages, uh, it looks like you know, a bunch of phone calls, um, and it's a, it's a huge time suck. Um, right. Now, if you're a, a smaller contractor and you're doing you know, a couple of million in revenue per year, um, it's pretty much the same as well, right? Um, and it's actually more important for you as a smaller contractor um, to be able to kind of stre- streamline your operations, right? right. So that yeah, your people, your your lean machine of people out in the field and yeah, people in your office um, can uh, can streamline what they're doing on a day to day basis, so that they can focus on higher you know level activities. What about other? Uh, you said in the very beginning. You said uh, you were kind of like a technology guy. I remember uh, back in the day, many moons ago, when I worked for the railroad here in Boston. I worked in the warehouse, right? And I remember every day people would come and get things from the warehouse, whether it be a roll of toilet paper or something for a train, right? And I said to them, why don't we use like a software where you can track how many rolls you get coming in and out and you would use a scanner and you just blue blue PC codes. And they thought I was insane. They said, we've been, they used to bring things in and look uh, index cards. That's how you used to find things. You'd search O-ring, go to the O-ring drawer Oh, O ring number. It's in, and I still think to this day that I don't even think they're even doing like an active type of. Now, the Kojo software, if, you know, I'm in the field and I look at my app and I say I got, you know, 46 rolls of whatever, uh, and I go to the warehouse, I can go into the app, right, and take out six rolls. And it's an active, up to date uh, inventory, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, with the warehouse, it, it makes it very easy to stay on track of uh, current inventory. Um, and then also notify the project team. So if you're um, if you're an electrical contractor and you typically order materials um, that get shipped to the warehouse first before it goes out to the job site, right? You're staging it in you know your controlled environment before it actually goes out. Um, you know, Kojo does a couple of things like really well where um, it'll automatically update inventory quantities, but then notify the uh, the uh, project teams, the project manager, and the field that their material showed up, right? Um, so this is a system that, and that's one example where Kojo um, kind of uh, like automates the communication um, and necessary communication between everybody involved um, in this uh, materials handling process after after the order has been you know, issued to, to the vendor. And um, I, I like the fact that you're a local, right? Even, you know, not ABC Mass Manor, but you're a local 
person, right? So if I had a question about the software, I'm not waiting till someone in California decides to crawl out of bed to answer my questions, right? <laughs> if I send an email, I'm not waiting for Ryan West Coast time. You know, it's you know it's noon time. I got a problem. It's at nine o'clock in the morning. And I have a question about whatever. I mean, I can email. You know, Ryan will get back to me pretty quick rather than, you know, Ryan out in California is going to take him until noontime to get back to because he's not, hasn't got a bed yet. Yeah, um, I'm lucky. Yeah. yeah I get I, to, uh, yeah. I, do, I get I to live and, and, and work in Boston remotely. Our, our company is fully remote. So we've got, uh, we've got people on the East Coast. We've got people in, uh, on the West Coast and in, in the middle of the country. Um, and everyone who works, um, uh, at uh, at Kojo on our customer success team uh, lives in the United States um, and uh, they're uh, they're a full time employee with Kojo. So um, yeah, our customer success team is is pretty amazing at what they do. And then as far as your ABC membership, we've seen you at quite a few events. Uh, any any events stand out that you think were a great event? Oh yeah, um, uh, you know was- I went to. Uh, the, did, did you the play golf of, with us? Did you play no, golf? No, no. I, I, I think I've, I've got to. Uh, when is that coming up? Um, it's in the springtime. Third, third Thursday in June. It's every year. Okay. Third Thursday is like a like a date you got to put in your re- the, the your date book. No, I definitely um I'll definitely be there this year. Um, I'm a little rusty with golf though. Uh, I gotta I gotta get out there a couple well, more no times before. No one asks. No one asks you if you're any good. No, just do you play golf? <laughs> and you, just, you just say yep. I've, I play golf. Yep. Even just drive around the car for a little while. Uh, the networking ability and chance to meet people and talk to people are, are fantastic. Um, what is next for Kojo? If you could talk about it, what is next? Do you think, what are they, what are they, what's the next big thing? If you can talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's really exciting uh, right now. So we are, we are like the end to end platform for purchasing materials and handling them and essentially making sure that, uh, you're you're only paying for the the right materials, right? So um, we are releasing our our payment module um, uh, uh, in at the beginning of uh, 2024, um, which is super exciting because instead of you know actually going through the process of cutting checks on a, a weekly or maybe a monthly process, you can just click a button and pay your vendors, you know, right then and there, um, which is super exciting. I think the other things are just, um, you know, artificial intelligence is like a big buzzword that's out there, um, but it's actually starting to um, apply to construction and impact construction in a way. And I think, you know, as as soon as we start leveraging the new technologies that's out there, especially for, you know, the fields when they're putting together their list of materials, because let's be honest, like, um, if you're an electrical contractor, there are thousands, hundreds of thousands of different SKUs. Um, so yep. it's really, it's really tough. And to communicate well with maybe, you know, a newer um, office employee and exactly what you need before that order goes out is difficult. And I think the the one thing that I really appreciate about this platform is that it becomes um, it bridges that language barrier between, you know, that old school guy in the, uh, the, uh, the field who's, you know, been, uh, he's been an electrician for 30 plus years and that new kid, um, who just started working for your, your company in the office. So before we, uh, wrap up and send to the lightning round, if I was someone that was on the fence about using Kojo, what would you tell me? What would be your pitch to me? 
Yeah, I think um, I think right now, like as you enter twenty twenty four, I think um, it's good to ask yourself like, what are what are your priorities and where where are the things that you want to improve um, upon uh, in your business? And I think um, you know, some of the questions you can start asking yourself are like, does do our project teams efficiently plan ahead? I think. I think that's a, a good a good question to ask, and and if not, then then why? Um, you know, another good question is: Are we fully taking advantage of um, competitive competitive pricing on the market, hmm. right? Um, and if not, why? Um, it could be a it could be a, an issue with just time, right? You know, this whole process of sourcing quotes and um, actually putting together purchase orders takes up a ton of time. Um, you know, if you're not using uh, tools out there to, to help you do it and automate some of those processes, um, and you might be losing out on, you know, um, being, just being able to take uh, um, advantage of the market. Um, and then the, the big question would be, I think um, are in your invoicing process um, or your AP process when you're receiving invoices from all of your vendors. Now, number one, like what does that process look like, and is it manual? Um, and then number two, um, you know, are we often catching some some issues on these invoices, um, and and if so, why? Um, and is there something that we can do about that um, so that we're not paying invoices? Places, um that that we shouldn't be right because you know if you're doing that um that is that's called fee erosion right hurting your your profitability across the board um and uh and nobody likes that all right so if anybody wants to get a hold of you ryan how do they do that yeah yeah i think after this i'll uh i'll definitely provide my my email address um it's ryan.geis at usekojo dot com um and uh and my contact should be uh should be somewhere somewhere in here i'm sure uh, we'll throw it here somewhere uh yeah we'll put it over there and again thanks a lot for being the presenting sponsor it's gonna be a great month we're glad you were on board now we move on to the uh my favorite part of light, uh, the podcast is the lightning round which 10 rapid fire questions we insert some lightning sound effects here and some thunder and lightning um let's see the zombie apocalypse is upon us who are three people you want in your team Three people I want on my team. Um, yeah. I can pick anybody. Anybody you want. Pick pick away. Okay. Um, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna pick my fiance Julia. She's coming with me. Oh, all right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick um, my new puppy Henry. Ooh. He's gonna come with me. And then uh, and then let's see. Um, <laughs> I need somebody who's like. Oh, I don't know. Um, Anybody you want. Anybody you want. I'll pick. I'll pick my my brother. All right, he's there gonna, you go. That's going to roll with me. It's a killer killer team. All right. Um, what is your most used emoji? Oh man. Um, probably have to do, uh, the um. The face emoji with like, uh, oh no, um, these are tough, man. These tough. are really tough. This is yeah, this is crazy. It's hard. <laughs> um, probably like the 
the emoji with like the yeah, the tongue hanging out like with one eye like that's All right. a i like to use that one Um, if you had to delete all but three apps from your smartphone, which ones would you keep? Three apps to keep on your phone. Which ones do you keep? three apps to keep on my phone um so i have to delete all of them what, what was the yeah, question if, if you delete had to delete all the apps on your phone but three you can only keep three apps on your phone what would they be let me see um Well, I'm going to keep Spotify. I'm Yep. going to keep my messages. And I am keeping, um, got to keep my calendar on there. All right. Perfect. Um, let's see here. What is your favorite magical or mythological animal? Oh, my God. See? I guess, uh, I guess a dragon. Um, huge Game of Thrones fan. Oh, all right. Yeah, good. Yeah. Yep. Looking forward to... Uh, The new House of Dragon season that's coming out sometime soon. Uh, which house would you do you feel yourself most associated with? Do you think I'm definitely a Stark? I'm Just definitely a Stark. a Stark. The Yeah. North, the North remembers. Yep. The North remembers. Uh, favorite breakfast food? Oh, I've got to every single morning. I make eggs and uh, and toast. So I've got to I've got to go with that. If you had a time machine, would you go back in time or into the future? I would go back in time. Where would Yeah. you go? What time would you go to, do you think? I would go to, you know, I've been super interested with like the 50s, 60s. I like that time period. Yeah, It's pretty you could cool. go back and tell them about Gojo. <laughs> Oh, you'd be a, you'd yeah. be, yeah, you'd be a guy. Uh, have you ever completed anything on your bucket list? Oh, yeah. I've, um, let's see. I'm a, I'm a big traveler. So I love, um, love going on a, a trip. Um, so going to, I've been to Europe several times. Um, Really want to go to um, South America. I think that would be my my next trip. Uh, if you could magically become fluent in any language, what would it be? Oh, um, you know, I I took Russian in high school and I failed miserably. So I think uh, I think uh, maybe that right to redeem myself. You play any instruments? I do not know. I wish I did though. Uh, any any hidden talents? Um. I don't know. Uh, I like, you know, I like, um, I like going for hikes and stuff. That's not really a hidden talent. That's all right. Um, uh, but, uh, but going outside and, uh, and um, kind of exploring and it's something that I like to do. Then uh, if you could add one person to Mount Rushmore, who would it be? Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Well, that's a good one. And then uh, are you a coffee or tea person? Coffee. How do you like your coffee? Because with the Coffee Break podcast, we like, let know how you like your coffee. And where do you get your Straight coffee black. from? Straight black. Oh, a lot of black. A lot of people drink Yeah. it black. Can't Yeah. do it. Can't do that to myself. All Yeah. right. So that's our friend Ryan Geis, kind of executive from our presenting sponsor for the month, Kojo. Thanks to him for being on. Thanks for sponsoring. And uh, if you need anything from him, reach out. Thanks, Ryan. All right. Appreciate Thanks, it. Michael. Appreciate it. Thanks to Ryan Geist for coming on the podcast. It was a few months in the making. We were actually uh, back and forth with some scheduling conflicts, but we actually got him on. It was great to have him on. And it's even better when uh, his company, Kojo, sponsors uh, the main being the presenting sponsor for the month. So thanks to him for being on. And I know that we're getting ready to end of the year here. Not, not a lot going on, but lots going on in, after the first of the year. So what do you have, Allison? Yeah, we have a lot going on in January. Um, so just to finish out the 
month, we do have a sprinkler fitter prep for exam on December 16th. Um, but then going into the new year, we have a brand new class that we have not run yet. It's called Mental Health First Aid. And we actually interviewed Harry Carlson, who is the instructor for this on the podcast, which is going to be coming out in the next few weeks. So stay tuned for that. Um, But this is going to be on January 9th and 10th. It's a really, really great class just to help really anyone in any profession on any level to help understand your coworkers and the people that are your employees a little bit better if they're going through a mental health crisis helps you to be able to recognize those signs um, and also to be able to help someone in the moment to be able to get them to some help that they might need. Um, So that's going to be a really great class for especially HR professionals too. So definitely check that out. And if you have questions, reach out to us for that. Then we have a Haswhopper 40-hour class that we're running January 10th, 17th, 24th, 31st, and February 7th. It's a lot of hours, so it's going to be five different sessions to break that up. Um, so definitely check that class out if you do not have your Haswhopper 40 hour. And then January 13th, we're going to have a hoist 1C2A prep for exam class. So if you are looking to take that exam in January or February, definitely sign up for that to get your prep there. And then for our sheet metal people, sheet metal prep for exam is going to be on January 20th from 8 to 12. All of those classes are going to be at the ABC GCI Woburn office. You can check out all of those and the classes that we have through May 2024 at gwgci.org forward slash events. All right. Now comes everybody's favorite part of the podcast. It's time for the news. This week's weekly update sponsored by Kenny and Sam's and Patriot Benefit Services. Uh, last week, we had the um, ABC Massachusetts Holiday Open House. Congratulations to the folks who are at Medford Wellington. They won the pizza oven and the TV that was uh, brought to us by the folks at Nissan 24. Thanks to everybody that brought a blanket for the uh, mission of deeds. So many blankets. We have so many blankets. That box was overflowing with blankets and they looked comfy and huge. So thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody who donated. And it's just nice to see everybody in person at an event. It was fantastic to see everybody. It was so much fun. Got great food. Good, good time, good time. Uh, and then coming up here, some member updates. We've got Rudolph Friedman, LLP, leads list of December member anniversaries. They've been around uh, ABC Massachusetts for 34 years. Managing partner Jim Rudolph is also a two-time chairman of the chapter, which is congratulations to them. Uh, four other members have milestone anniversaries in December, including Noise Sheet Metal of Milford and Weymouth Enterprise Equipment Incorporated, both of which are marking 25 years as members. Congratulations to them. New Age Electrical Services of Acton has been a member for 20 years. And KM Communications Corporation of Northeastern marks 10 years of membership. Congratulations to all of them. And we are excited to announce that Callahan and RCL Mechanical have uh, made Boston Globe's list of top places to work. Uh, congratulations to Mark Mason over there at RCL Mechanical. He is was a sponsor of the podcast. It's nice to see that as well as Callahan Construction Managers. And as always, if you want to be on the podcast, reach out to me, Mike, at gwgci.org. And all this information can be found on your weekly newsletter that goes out coming from communications at abcma.org. All right. So this is episode 102. Thanks to Kojo very much for, for being with us. I'm going to like, tag, share, follow. Uh, we are on YouTube. Lots going on. We're going to have episodes all the way through the end of the year. So stay tuned. And we've got lots of great stuff planned for 2024. Talk to you next week. Attention passengers. We've now reached our destination. We hope you enjoyed the flight and have a nice day.